We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. At Evernorth Health Services, we believe costs shouldn't get in the way of life-changing care. And we're doing everything in our power to make it possible. Behavioral health solutions that also keep your projections at their best? It's possible. Pharmacy benefits that benefit your bottom line? It's possible. Complex specialty care that cares about your ROI? It's possible. Because we're already doing it. All while saving businesses billions. That's wonder made possible. Learn more at evernorth.com slash wonder. Welcome to the Pat Mayo Experience, presented by DraftKings today. The mid-season awards for the PGA Tour. We'll be talking through some of our favorite moments from the season to date. When I talk about the season, I'm talking about from the Safeway until now. You know, not just the calendar year, the entire season. That's what I mean. We're probably even over mid-season by this point. Remember to smash the like button for the episode. And in the comment section, you tell me who the player of the year so far is in your mind. And you can have the weirdest criteria ever for it if you really want to. But that's just the, the parameters that I'm going to set. Interpret that any way that you will. Jeff Feinberg is in studio with me. You can break down all of these players and their statistics by going to fantasynational.com slash mayo. Get you 20% off for all the best tools, all of the best stats, customizable stats in the biz, if that's the way that you want to go. And I didn't really set an outline for this. And you can jog it all from memory of what you want to talk about. What do you remember the most from the PGA Tour this season? What's the one thing that stands out to you? Do you do you think? Uh, I have, I think, three things. Okay. Well, does Tiger's crash count? No. I guess we can get to that. No, listen. It's in. It's been big. Everyone has kind of had a headline, but okay. Speaks like entire, pretty much from Tory Pines on. The whole Bryson, like, Bay Hill drive, like, I, fingers in the air. I was going to say, that is the single most memorable moment from the I season got one so more. far. Can I try to guess it? Yeah. Might not. Is it, like, really impactful to you? or yeah, is it, like, it was impactful. Was it, like, Tony Finau, like, no. losing in a playoff? No, but that's when the dark clouds come in, came in as I projected they would for our winning ways, or at least mine. But nope. Ricky being terrible? No. It hit me. Uh, the whole just like read cheating. Oh, I yeah. Thought was, I forgot about that. <laughs> I, listen, everyone's, there have been a lot of things like uh, Rory's kind of disappeared from forgetting winning like this preeminent contender. The whole 
Justin Thomas, um, slur, family deaths. Totally forgot about that, too. Yeah, listen, you're really busy. I thought about this a little. Okay. (laughs) I I appreciate you doing the legwork on this one. I don't have a player of the year, though. Like, that's where I copped out because, like, like, there's nobody. Like, Justin Thomas gets it by default out of Decky. Like, no, I think there was a very clear player of the year. Stuart Sink, Jordan Spieth, who? Well, there's only two players who have won twice on the PGA Tour. So, Stuart Sink. It's Stuart Sink. And who's the other guy? Justin Thomas? No. The player of the year is a major. In this year? In this season, which is what we go by. You won the U.S. Open. Okay. Bryson is the player of the year. I wasn't including you, even though Safeway, I wasn't thinking the majors is part of that. But, okay, that's totally fair. Yeah, Bryson. He's on my, like... Everyone has kind of done something really special except Rory. Rory. Everyone has done something really special. Even Brooks found a way to be special for four days that, or an afternoon. I do think that fifty to was it fifty to one? Fifty-five to one. Do you think? Ooh, that, do you think baby. that sucked out all of our like good gambling mo? No, like, I told I, you I, I got had, burger had, the next week. I yeah, and I had more Morikawa at the WGC at a big number too. But it feels like. Morikawa was winning going into Sunday, going to the WGC, and he held on. Like He played really well and held off Billy Ho, and Brooks ended up coming second that week at the WGC. But it felt like I went through the swing season, and I had a guy inside the top five going into Sunday, like two or three shots off or less every single week, and none of them closed. They all had terrible runs. Aaron Wise especially, who Hovland just played better than him at Mayakoba, and that would have been would have been a big one for me uh, if he had hit the outright. He came second and cashed the each way. But it felt like everything went so right for Brooks in Phoenix on Sunday because it didn't even really happen until the back nine. Denominate. And then all of a sudden, he just kind of storms the leaderboard. He ends up winning. And then every single— but who like, shat the bed there? Like, a couple guys, Speed, Z- Z- Xander, Xander Speed. like, shat the bed. And I think, like, even Brooks, like, no, I looked at the leaderboard. It was and James was like, Hahn. Hahn got off to the oh. hot start. Sorry. And he was playing with Hawk. And I think I said that the morning after, where once Brooks saw that the guy he's playing with was the leader, it created this numb. Now I can just match this. Like, let me just hunt you down in a sense. And that, I know that's a simplistic way of looking at it, but, but Hey, I don't know. That works. Uh, listen, it's been a, um, a lot has happened, even though like a little, we could go real deep. Like I could talk about the fact that, we went through like a three run, like a little period where Sam Burns had Sunday leads at Farmers and Riviera. Yeah. And even had like a first round lead in Phoenix. I don't know. For me, the darkest moment of the season, if we're not including Tiger's crash, was listen, I guess it all comes full circle because Max gave Fee now the opportunity for the playoff. But like on the telecast, I thought I had that one off the tee in the playoff. And Homa got out of there and saved his par. Yeah, he was right. It was up. a short par four, so he saving the par wasn't impossible. But I don't know that. Yeah, I don't. But but I, that's just not like a personal thing. Uh, even like if we're going back to Safeway, like even losing to Streb in a playoff with Kisner really pissed me. That off. That was RSM. So that's still like so the two playoff losses pissed me off more than the bets that I won. I guess, but we the lose the losses stick with you more. Um, but every big money player had a had a had something to talk about. I mean, if we're including that season from Dustin getting the Masters, 
Well, I guess it, ROM still didn't really has been maybe a disappointment. ROM equipment really, change though, but he hasn't really change? been a disappointment. He just hasn't won. Okay, fine. But it's like Rory has felt very disappointing just because he has not played well. ROM plays well every single week. Yeah, I think he has yeah. a top ten in every. Okay, tournament. so you're right. That's what Rory used to be. Yes, and that's like yes, that's why Rom won't get an odds bump that we are going to see Rory maybe get. Although I don't think we'll get it for Kiowa Island, but that's not what this is about. Um, yeah, everyone sort of showed up. They had a big moment, right? I think so. I'm trying. Like the good, we finally got to a bit of a par- a place where I don't. What what am I trying to say? Like we had. I would still say Kokrak was the biggest win in a like the longest odds in a strong field, and it depends how you want to rate that heritage field because Sink cracked triple digits. Yeah, Sink cracked Sink cracked double digit, or triple digits twice in both of his wins. I think. Yes, but 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 that first win, like we were in a rut, like winner, like when strong fields got together, we didn't really break out of it outside of Kokrak. I don't know. I got a lot of great memories. Cantley out dueling like JT and Rom in um, Sherwood at the Zozo. Yeah. Like that counts. Who English finally got off the mat? Who did we have at Zozo? Fuck it. Henley. I had Cantley. Henley. I, I had Henley. And he was in the final group and just oh. pissed it all away. All the blur. I don't know. I, I mean, I've had some big numbers just like, and this is the reason that why they're big numbers, but like Lashley at Pebble Beach was just like, oh man, now he takes the triple. I guess, yeah. <laughs> what would be the biggest surprise for you? Part of me wants to say like Billy Ho match play, but I guess match play like can lead to it. Hideki, I, you could argue that was a bit of, you know, let me ask you this. Of all the guys that have won the Masters recently that like you can make those like trends that really help you eliminate like such a large percentage of the field. Like lead up form, which we've kind of done in the year, but which would have automatically crossed Hideki off. Yeah, Hideki, like an all past major mas- Masters winner since we've sort of done this. The guy won the Masters, even if you didn't bet it. And you're like forgetting the Dustin being chalked, like super chalked. It's like, yeah, that all kind of made sense. Even Sergio, even Reed. This Hideki win. Yeah, like I kind of picked on him for not contending enough, like a Xander, like a Finau, despite they them not winning. Uh, that win really, like, didn't it? Really, um, che- like it check. He checked no boxes other than the very in depth niche fantasy national southeast stat or something. No, it, that it, what was it? It, it was the it, it was the it was the putting on pure bent grass greens where I mean Hideki's irons have been really good throughout the course of the year when you go back and look at it. It was the, I bet him the week before and made the case for him at Valero based on a lot of this stuff. Like hey if he can just flip the putter here, he's playing well enough to win. His driving had been really bad and spoiler alert his driving wasn't good at the Masters, but he got everything up and down. The short game has always been good. And when you, when people talk about short game, you know, we like to break it up into around the green and putting. And his short game was good enough that he was giving himself these very makeable par putts, and he just wasn't making them. Yeah. But when you looked at, like, the pure, fast, bent grass, like where he won at Memorial would be a very good comp to the greens that you see at Augusta National, especially this time of year when they were running the way that they would normally run, not like we saw in November when Dustin ended up winning, when it was a bit slower, a bit softer, uh, and a bit more receptive, which is how Hideki kind of won the Masters in the same way because he came out after that rain delay and was like seven under and eight holes or whatever it was. He just went at every pin. You couldn't do that the rest of the week. So he was just getting it up and down. Very similar. His win at the Masters was done in a very similar fashion with how Reed won at Tory. 
But Reed wasn't like uh, Reed wasn't awesome at Tory, but every time that he missed a fairway and he had to grind it out, he did. He got it to like five feet and he made every five foot putt. And that's essentially what Hideki did all week at the Masters. Um, so it's not surprising to see Hideki win. You know he's that level yeah, of no. player. There's a reason we had bet him at the previous four <laughs> Masters. You know what I'm saying? Uh, but yeah, the, it really threw off a lot of the trends and like that. And which just kind of goes to show, well, it's fun to write about. It's fun to talk about. When you talk about trends in particular at a particular event, they don't really mean anything unless it happens. And it just adds to the trend some more. But I don't know. They're not predictive in any sort of way. Do you find that? No, not not at all. In fact, I think because I credit to, you know, getting a lot of air on the tires because he had that great Stuart Sink connection, Dave Tyndall. He's the one that does that great 10-year trends article that it pointed to uh, two guys that missed the cut this year. Yeah, shit happens. It pointed to, like, Im and Berger. Like, um, yeah, in terms of, I guess, lead up. And what you have already done, past masters experience. So in that sense, I don't know. I sort of ran a couple things in my head. Like, I think I'll look back at the year and remember the two weeks that like Westwood ran super hot and too bad he couldn't get a win for him. But I don't know what sticks out to you. I'm just trying to think of what was like, it's funny because both masters, because we've had two masters in this time frame. Really uneventful and not super fun to watch, which is really strange because Dustin kind of ran away with November and Dustin's had a whole bunch of wins like that, that when he's winning, it's like, it's game over. Like it's not fun to watch in the slightest because he's winning by so much. And yeah, Cam Smith made it interesting. I.e., he got it within four strokes on Sunday and that was the closest anyone got to him. And then even the Hideki thing, like it was in doubt a little bit, I guess, with three holes to go. And then the moment it got closed, Xander put it in the water. It and that was the end. It didn't last five minutes. No, and like it was just a very uneventful. I would say that the most, and maybe because I had skin in the game on it, you won it. I had the guy who came in second. But the most impressive performance I've seen so far this season was Bryson at the U.S. Open. Like we, there's so much being made about Bryson has solved golf. He has figured it out. And it only really seems to happen with Bryson at these hard, longer courses. Now, he, he won in Detroit. That was last season. But these hard, longer courses that play super fast, super tough, and have super long rough. That is the advantage he has over the entire field. I thought Wolf was going to hold on to his 54-hole lead. He did not. Mm. But Bryson played so well. He was the only guy that finished under par. And he finished like five under. Like, that is a fucking performance. Yeah. And as we sort of spoke about a few times, Bryson has a very volatile ceiling, but I'll go back on it. And I've already started staring at, like, if you make me pick a super elite for Kiowa, I don't care. Like, I I feel like once you start knocking on the door, you feel silly, like, walking away. Like, you're just, I, I, I'm pot committed to him being able to do everything. I agree, because we it just sometimes, I mean, he's also probably the most likely of the top to 10 miss guys the, to yeah. miss the cut, Yeah, too. I agree. And as you kind of said it, and other people said it, like, leading into Masters Week, listen, they don't pay me, like, double if he wins by, uh, like, my 12 to 1 doesn't become 24 to 1 if he wins by more than three strokes. But, uh, I, yeah, I'm a believer he could do everything. I actually think there was a corny video released today for Bryson lovers and haters. I don't know when you're even watching this, but <laughs> he's still dropping, lacking, self-aware, corny videos. I'm all about it. I, I drink that Bryson Kool-Aid so, 
so hard. I don't know. Since Christmas, no looking at like our fantasy draft stats with from our pool with Rick. Yeah. Uh JT and Speeth have made the most money. Really? Unless I you think I'm forgetting someone, but I'm staring at it right now. They're the only guys over three million bucks. JT three point six and Speeth, who was a sixth round pick at three point five million. Do you have Speeth? No, Rick. Oh, Rick winning. Took- yeah. Smart, smart. Sixth round. I would say that besides Bryson. Rick took, do you know who Rick took in the fifth? I have no idea. I'm not going to make fun of this because he took Zalatoris in the fourth and Spieth in the sixth. Who does he have in the fifth? I think he's won the least money in the whole pool. I was going to say. Rick is still winning. Does he have Ricky? No. I have Bubba, who's been just a train wreck. The least money in the whole pool, unfortunately, is Sky because he has Tiger. Tiger. Uh, Doc Redman, fifth round. Poor Doc, man. <laughs> that guy's that? that guy's career went off the rails. Everything that like Burns and Burns and Max Homa have achieved. That's where we thought that Doc Redman was going to be coming into Burns this year. And Max Homa, like Homa, yeah. obviously achieved way more because he won at Riviera. But like Burns has been in contention. Now he's kind of faltered a little bit over the past few months or so. But like we thought that Redman was kind of in that tier of guys ready to make a leap. And play with some of the big boys in the bigger tournaments. Not just kind of contend at Wyndham or Detroit or those kind of places, but he's just gone completely the other way. And I know it's a conversation we have often, like maybe anytime we like talk about golf in a longer range format, Pat. But I almost want one of the smart model guys to model like an odds chart of like the super, what, five or six kids. And like the fluctuation in odds that we see with Colin and Victor and Scheffler and M. And I guess, do we want to say Zalatoris and Neiman? Like, wouldn't it be super, like the trajectory on like how, like the dips and then it'll go back up and then it'll dip again and it'll go back up. So much fun, except Colin is obviously like taking his place. Yeah, but he even dips too at the same time. No, but I think now, like, I think if you're looking, um, I don't think you're going to get the the Masters number at the PGA. Now, granted, a PGA championship, he's a defending champion. And we would argue, I would at least argue, that sort of event where players can get taken out of it because of how penal, like, Kiwa Island can play. Those type of events, to me, suit Colin way more than the Masters. I would agree because he tends to keep himself out of a lot of trouble a lot of the times. I'm just looking at the odds for it right now. I've never seen a 36 to 1 on this site, but that's what Patrick Reed is right now. Just Seems like a fine it. bet. See, it does seem like a fine bet, especially <laughs> with uh, going back and looking at last time. I have no idea if there's going to be a ton of correlation between 2012 and the leaderboard versus you know, 10 years this later. This is probably the worst major to happen right now to, if you were hoping for a Rory Drift. This location. Agreed. Rory is currently 18 to 1. He has the same odds as Brooks, and Morikawa is 20. But Morikawa has separated himself from the rest of those guys. As he should. But for the, From an odds-winning equity standpoint, yeah, they're They finally to, caught up. Yeah. But ha, it's funny, because Hovland is more cons- – I mean, he hasn't been. But even like his Masters, where it was yeah. Chippins, quadruple doubles. bogey. Birdie, 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 double bogey, birdie, birdie, Chip double in. bogey. <laughs> but he tends to be a bit more consistent across the board than Morikawa is. But Morikawa win. Fuck, he won a PGA championship. He won a WGC. But, 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 He's winning big events. But sort of to PGA, and not, I'm not taking anything from Morikawa. If the, you have made, you have sort of lit this l- lamp in my head. 
that like uh, Victor and Rory do have like very similar skill sets. And I think winning here makes a lot of sense for Victor and winning by a touchdown. I could see it too, because we've seen like that type of player win PGA champ. We just saw it for one yeah. thing, but like the, the up and comer who's really good, been good for like a year, year and a half and like playing at elite level. Remember when Jason day won? He was like, is Jason yeah. day ever going to win? Like he's contended in some of these things before then all of a sudden, boom, he breaks through at a Pete die course yeah. at whistling. Straight. Justin Thomas, Justin Thomas, like same way. 50 to one, 40, 50 to one. Was he really? Yeah. I ha- think Hovland's still 33. So the funny thing is when we like, how would you rank those guys? So if we, I hate, I, I like them all. It's like, you're going to ask me to rank quarterbacks for the draft. Well, you got to do it. We're here doing it. Yeah. Show. So, so you have Morikawa. He's default one. He's a... So Morikawa, let's, let's make the short list of okay. guys. So Morikawa, Vic, Wolf. Will. M, Will Z, Scheffler. Is there anyone we're missing from that? Some people would argue for Neiman, but I don't oh, know. Oh, yeah, Neiman, yeah. Like, I, I don't. Yeah, no, I would 100% put Neiman on that list. Yeah. Siwoo? Does he still qualify? He's still like the same age as these guys. Feels, he just feels so much older. So does M though. M feels so much older. And I think that M might be the youngest of this bunch still. I think he's like 20 or 21 or something like that. Does Bobby Mack count? No. He's just not at their level. But is that because we don't see him enough? Isn't he not considerably younger? Robert McIntyre? Yeah. Like, those guys at least did, outside of air, like, those guys did school. Like, I feel like Bobby Mack would be in college right now if that's what he wanted to be doing. Uh, Bobby Mack is 24. So oh, he's old. He's a couple years. He's around, like you're saying, because I so think Morikawa is. is 24. He is in that group, then. So you have Bobby Mack is in that group. C. Wu would be in that group, age-wise, at least. Although, Kim has far more experience. He's also won on tour this year. That was one of the better Sundays on tour. That was a highly competitive Sunday at the Amex. Uh, Answer was in it. Finau made his run. Siwoo Kim. And that was like a legitimate out-dueling. Like, Finau didn't play poorly. Kim played awesome. Remember Cantley made that huge run, too, from way back in the pack? So that was a fun one. But yeah, so you have Morikawa, Vic, Wolf, Im, Zalator, Sheffler, and Neiman. We'll put all those guys into a bucket. Morikawa's one, right? Just because he's won four times on tour, Mm. three times in the last year, a major, a WGC. Memorial. He won the work. Half Memorial. He he won the work. The course. The course. And that that was the streak where Vic had the three consecutive tournaments where he led everyone tee to green and then couldn't couldn't close, and he finally won at Mayakoba. I would say that Vic is number two. Vic gets my number two. Even though you could start making arguments and there's probably metrics that could argue it the other way. I think if you wanted to look at pure metrics based on what they've done, Zalatoris probably ranks out the best. And maybe it's just too short of a sample to kind of go all in on him. But like Wolf is by far the most up and down. He has two top fives at majors. He's won an event on tour. He has a whole, I think he has two more second place finishes at other events. Yet he went through this weird thing and He's been bad ever since the quote-unquote injury, and we still don't even know what and it he's, was. And he's definitely, like, you look at PG, like, he is deep man on the totem pole, I assume. Oh, Odds yeah. wise. I would say that he's, I have a bet on Robert McIntyre to win the PGA Championship at, like, 250 to 1 from before What's the season. What's he now, 100? He is, no, he's 125 to yeah. 1 right now. Wolf is still 80 to 1. But we I bet we, you a week uh, of, that's, like, more than double. Shoot. Do we have bad woodland bets? We have the U.S. Open. Oh, what? Okay. Why did I think Kiowa? 
The only one I have for Kiowa is Robert McIntyre as a future. I didn't play that many futures this year. So Wolf is like, he's so hard to rank amongst these guys. Because when you look at him, like Scheffler is a better player week to week. Zelotoris is a better player week to week. Neiman is most, I would probably have Neiman as third of these guys. Neiman's been around a long time. He has the win. He's been very competitive in very strong, like difficult fields at the same time. And I like his play in the elements too. But then we're overlooking Sungjae at the same time. Like, yeah. Why well, Sungjae and Neiman, you could argue what? three, four. You could put uh, him at number two over Vic. He's done more. He's come second at the mass. But you'd have Willie Z over Scheffler. I think I would. Because I feel like it's been very similar. Um, but, like, Willie Z is, like, a whole different level, I guess. Willie Z. Zealot- like, Scheffler was, like, a run of top 20s, and Willie Z was just like, no, did that, but top 10 to everything. <laughs> like- I think the biggest difference, if you, like, break them down statistically, is Zalatoris's irons are just way better. Like, Scheffler's really good off the tee. He can have good irons, but he hasn't done it at the same consistent pace. Basically, since Zalatoris started playing for his card wherever the hell it was, like, I guess he top 10 at the U.S. Open, and then from there, he just continued to top 10 and build up all these points to give him the special memberships. But he still can't get into tournaments without a sponsor's exemption. He doesn't have a FedEx Cup point, apparently. But if, if they turned on the switch and he did, let's say he won a tournament, and then he got his full-time membership and he got all those retroactive points, he'd be, like, top 10. <laughs> in the FedEx Cup standings. But okay, but I guess the better question is are we doing this today or should we rank them like who would you rather for the next like eight years? Let's say five years. Five years. Or even trick it down to that, three years, because I think the timelines on these guys are way different, right? And I would still agree with our one, two. I think that Vic has more upside than Morikawa long term. Yes. I've always kind of said that Morikawa reminds me of Stenson, just the way that he's fairways and all irons. And will he continue to be Justin Thomas with his irons, like for the course of his career? Maybe. I mean, that's all he's shown us. I don't know. So if he regresses to being Webb Simpson, it's still pretty freaking good. It is, but (laughs) that takes him like, we haven't seen Vic's upset. Vic, and maybe Morikawa gets better around the greens. Maybe he gets better on the greens. No, what we haven't seen yet from Vic Vic is is, going on the Rory and Dustin kind of game plan of earlier in the career, you see it all. You see it all. But it's not all there yet. No, and like if you take the whole week, like if you stare at the weeks as a whole, like there are so many circles, but there are tons of squares. Like the, the, the bad hasn't really been cleaned up yet, but you see like the ceiling poking through it's like that quarterback that you see like sideways flick the wrist like moving backwards pressure in his face so what you're saying is so what you're saying is Vic is Josh Allen sure like yeah and then you're like well like it's coming and then like the next you see it getting cleaned up we're cleaning up those mistakes we're not playing our way out of tournament like the week he plays clean to go with the insanity like you said, it's going to be old-time Rory. Touchdown victories. And this is something we saw with Dustin very early on in his career where, you know, he would get these wins at sort of like lesser events, and then he was kind of building up to the bigger events. But, like, his short game was terrible. He couldn't putt. Yeah. And then over the course of five years, he cleaned it all up, and he became the best player in the world. And then when he wasn't winning majors every single time, which he wasn't, it was like, what's going on here? Like, why can't he have the big win? Just like a lot more base camping, as they like to call it. <laughs> and listen, for some, it's so good for Morikawa. 
and I think in his future that he got it out of the way so early. Like all the pressure off for the rest of his career is done. He's never going to be the guy who hasn't won a major. Just that isn't going to be never a part of his narrative where it dogged. I mean, it still dogs Westwood to this day. It dogged Phil, it dogged Sergio. And we're not even counting the guys that never did get, I mean, Westwood still never got his probably will never end up getting his unless he comes through. This, this seems like the year that he was ever able to do it would be him, but he's been a fun story. We're all trying to eat better, but healthy breakfast doesn't have to be boring. Magic spoon has amazing flavors. You love but without all the bad stuff. Zero grams of sugar, 13, 14 grams of protein, only four net grams of carbs in each serving, only 140 calories per serving, too. It's keto-friendly, gluten-free, grain-free, soy-free, low-carb, and GMO-free. And we've got exciting news. Magic Spoon has released a super delicious new flavor, birthday cake. Birthday Cake Magic Spoon will be available in a special five-pack for a limited time only. So get it while you can. Or just build your own box. Available flavors include coca, fruity, frosted, peanut butter, and cinnamon. I would just get all of the fruity kind. I love the fruity Magic Spoon. It's great. And if you're listening from Canada, where I am, Magic Spoon now ships there as well. So go to magicspoon.com slash mayo to grab the new limited edition birthday cake or a custom bundle of cereal to try today. And be sure to use our code, promo code mayo, at checkout to save $5 off your order. This offer is now good anywhere in the U.S. or Canada, but only when you use our code at checkout. And Magic Spoon's so confident in their product, it's backed a 100% happiness guarantee. So if you don't like it for any reason, they'll refund your money. No questions asked. Remember, get your next delicious bowl of guilt-free cereal at magicspoon.com slash mayo and use code mayo, that's M-A-Y-O, to save $5 off. Thank you, Magic Spoon, for sponsoring this episode. One of the worst things about getting older is, well, responsibility is the absolute single worst thing about getting older. But a close second is having a few adult beverages, maybe going a bit late into the night than the next morning. Not great. So toast before you drink gummies are delicious, candy quality gummy bears, except unlike other gummies, these gummies are designed to restore key nutrients and support your liver so you can celebrate and still feel great. Before you drink gummies, taste great. Toast partnered with a premier American candy maker to make them, and it shows because these gummies are as tasty as they are effective. Before You Drink gummies are based on the latest science empowered by natural ingredients like milk thistle and matcha green tea. Toast partnered with Dr. Joris Verster, the founder of the Alcohol Hangover Research Group and longtime clinical researcher to develop their proprietary formula using only the best science-backed ingredients. Before you drink gummies or the gummy bear snack that's got your back, every order ships free, and if you don't love them, they'll refund you, no questions asked. So before you go for your next round of golf with the guys or have a few beers while watching the game, go to alwaystoast.com, alwaystoast.com, and use promo code MAYO for 20% off. That's what I kind of want to pivot to is, who have been the most fun store? Like, Because we watch this week in and week out. Not every tournament is the Masters. Not every tournament is a WGC. Who has impressed you the most? And I think I know your answer to this question. Well, like the Stewart Sink count? Like, that's not Yeah, no, Stewart Sink would be up there. 
Just uh, of players who, because I talk about like Burns and Homa, I think that they would qualify for this sort of like level. It's got to be Chris Kirk, right? Oh, Chris Kirk. He's like a savior. And I swear, I was on this, like, I was part of, like, no, right away, every week, like, prop this guy. Prop this guy. Not hitting winners, and I'm not winning all my bets, my money back, because but you're not I, losing don't, as much. I don't bet enough on props. And some would say, no, those are the smarter monies. But I don't like three and a half, four to one, Pat. I like chasing 50 to one. Yeah, that's why we, that's why yeah. we lose money. That's why we do this show. Um, but, yeah, I know Chris Kirk has been amazing. And to to your point, like of like yes, like to the mainstream and bigger golf audience, Spieth is like the comeback story. But to a lot of fans of our show, like the super niche golf crowd, like the Chris Kirk comeback, man, we haven't been able to top it off with a win, but that has been like out of this world. Fantastic. So I I'm will, here for all of it in waves. I will give you the other guy too, is Cameron Tringali. Yeah. Well, he showed it. He was sort of like the the stat model guy, but he's actually kind of putting it together now. I don't know if it's going to result in a win. Those guys should have been the team at the Zurich Classic, put their two skill sets together and see how they go. But Stuart Sink's two wins really feel like Brendan Todd's two wins. Yeah, sure. Like just an unconscious, but they were separated. Todd's were back to back, so it felt more like a blip. This guy did it separately, and the finishes have been consistent, and he like T15 at the Masters. Feels a lot better. I'm not going to lie. So he did not beat a field with Dustin Johnson in it. I don't care what Dustin Johnson's level of play is. Kevin Nas never even beaten a field that Dustin Johnson entered. I don't know that to be fact. Um, So I'm like going to go backwards there. Now I'm trying to think. Shriners, no. Greenbrier, no. Colonial, no. He has one other one. I can't remember what it is. Uh, Sony, no. So no, he's never beat Dustin Johnson. Maybe like back in the day when he got his first win. But of his four wins in the past three years, the answer is a big no. I know, I, you know what? I mean, we're talking about most, like, it's nicest to see. I know me and you have joked that we're getting a bit of fatigue, and maybe that's why I didn't bet him or even look at betting him last week, and he gave a scare, even though it kind of always goes the same way. The Corey Connors like getting this like real notoriety now. Well, now he's becoming a well, guy. Well, let's call it. Let's call it this. I think this is a good way to to parse it. I, I wrote down mid Carters on my. Oh, uh, you have Connors who, there? No, I was going to oh. say who who is the intercontinental champion of the PGA Tour right now? It might be Corey Connors. Corey Connors, Matthew Fitzpatrick, like guys that I'm really. Uh, Fitzpatrick's in a higher. Hi- okay, you're probably right. He, he's a guy who gets like a WWF like heavyweight title shot and gets like squashed. on Raw though. Yeah. On Raw. He's, like, going he's the to main event of Raw. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> pay-per-view. Yeah. Main event on Raw title shot. Matthew Fitzpatrick's gotten a few of those, and they ended poorly. Yeah. He's like Fleetwood. Well, no, Fleetwood could have been like the backlash sorry, pay-per-view now if you, at one point. I thought we're doing the most excited. In a moment, we'll do our most disappointed. But, but so you, we'll but, save that name for, for a couple minutes. But it feels now. like, although his play has been better than... Actually, it's been right around the same. He's been playing better than Kirk and Tringali. But I do consider Connors as a part of those guys rather than even the Fitzpatrick's You're right. and Fleetwoods. You're and right. Like that, that, that is probably next fair. level up. And it's great to see like Corey Connors... I know it's like far away, but he never. You know, you know what they need to do. Tommy Fleetwood needs to team up with Matthew Fitzpatrick. They need to become a tag team, like the Undertaker and Kane. Like this is how we're going to use you. Like you guys could be in like title contention here, but just be a tag team for a bit. Okay, but maybe it could be like um, the Quebecers, who started as a face team, and then they did really started to gain people when they went heel. <laughs> They're better as heels. Um, who, who, which one is Jacques Rougeau? <laughs> <laughs> 
I don't know. They have Jacques and uh, Raymond. The Quebecers. <laughs> Yet they still have the Mountie music. Yeah. Where the Mounties? Um. So Cor- Connors, yeah. I mean, I like that he's getting so comfortable. He's not Jordan. Like I'm not comparing it to Spieth, but like all these guys acknowledge, like content, getting comfortable with late Sunday tea times is like a thing. Yeah. Even when Gim got there for the first time, I don't even remember the event. He said, listen, the players. He said, oh, <laughs> that's almost unfair. Like, wow. The same thing happened to Kirk. But he almost too. like joked, like, listen, I don't know how I'm here, but I'm here. And I only hope next time I'm here, I'm like a little more used to what I'm feeling right now. <laughs> um, so, yeah, Corey Connors, I don't, yeah, Intercontinental. I'll throw out some other guys for this. It's funny because I was just looking on Fantasy National, fantasynational.com slash mayo for 20% off. And I was looking at the number one uh, strokes, Homa, I guess, strokes gain that? total players. Uh, for the year, I just separated by the 2021 season, but I accidentally clicked 2017 at the same time. It's like, man, Ricky Fowler's still inside the top 10. Yeah. I think if I unclick 2017, he might go away from that. He's like, he's in contention to be like face hardcore Holly for the hardcore 24 seven championship right now. Uh, other mid carters, I'd say Hoffman has had a like resurgence. He's sort of like the, we always call him like the king of the golf channel. Yeah, party. Friday. But maybe the, instead of the intercontinental champion, who's the golf channel hero of the year? The Thursday, Friday. Sam Burns. Sam Burns. real good run there. Ho- has Homa leveled up? He got a win at a huge course that makes him like a master's comp. So um, there was someone else I was just staring at that I thought really needed some respect. Grio, who's played shockingly well. Not, not, not to the level I think of the guys we've currently been discussing, and I don't know whether this guy comes in too high. Maybe he's the Matt Fitzpatrick range with the Billy Horschel. I'd say, yeah, he's like he's got to, he's won the Intercontinental title. I'd say he's like a Chris Jericho, where he could compete. Like he could, you could put Billy Horschel on a pay per view. He has enough high finishes and wins yeah. throughout the course of his career. He cuts a great promo. Yeah, like <laughs> no one ever can. Like he's always in kind of the mix. Like oh, we need to throw together. Like this pay per view is kind of lacking. We need to give it like some star power. And like, but like Chris Jericho was the king of the moral victory. He would never really win the big match, but it would never downgrade him in any sort of way, regardless if he lost to Austin or The Rock or Kane, that kind of thing. Horschel's in that tier. Like, he could fight for a cruiserweight title, then he could fight for the heavyweight championship. It was just he's kind of malleable in that way. Uh, but Horschel, I, though, unlike uh, Fitzpatrick, he could get a title shot because they do a pay-per-view a month on one of like the great balls of fire, yeah. like shitty jabroni pay-per-view that's still three months out from the big um, yeah, it's not tent s- pole, SummerSlams, Mania, Rumble. Yeah, we need to fill this card out yeah, somewhere. Yeah. Like Randy Orton's hurt. It's like when Mark Henry would get like a little nibble versus Cena for a, for yeah. a, for a couple of weeks. Yeah, he has, enough, uh, he has enough juice. Just enough juice, I think. And winning a WGC goes a long way to Huge, that. huge uh, win and it's funny like he wins that WGC and you're like wow that's the biggest win of his career no it wasn't well, he won the best yeah. Cup title yeah he's like so yeah I, uh, I would throw Henley into this tier I don't think he's played well to the point of a Connors or a, or a Billy well though. I'm looking at it right now strokes gain total for the 2021 season here's your top 10 actually I'll, I'll give you a guess I'm thinking more results based than stats based I don't feel like Henley has been that he just had another top 10 at the Heritage Let's see. I mean, so far this season on the PGA Tour, the 21, 2021 like, season, he has one, two, three, four top tens, three top fives. Pretty good. He has an 11th place finish. He's missed two cuts. So then let me ask you then, then doesn't Kokrak should come ahead of Henley? 
Yeah, he really should. He's, should. I just keep forgetting about it. Yeah. In my mind, Jason Kokrak will always be that guy that I bet to win Valspar and couldn't get it up and down on 18 to beat Paul Casey. In my mind, that's just who he's always going to be. And his win seems lost to time. Because it was in that run where it was those prestigious no-cut events that was going on head-to-head with football. So I don't know whether these should align themselves, but who are you, like, thinking we get – who are you excited about maybe that hasn't shown anything in the first half to show something in the second half, or does that sort of tee into, like, our disappointment talk? I, I think we should talk about the disappointments. The other name – the other two names, three names, I guess – that I would want to throw into that like mid Carter mix. I guess he won, but Matt Jones has had some nice runs. Yeah, he'd be deep in. He's not mid Carter. Like he is. Yeah, he's from the back of the pack. He's from the back. So back of the pack performers. Yeah, Matt Jones. Who yeah. else? Martin Laird? Yeah, Laird had, well, he had a win. About, that par save might have been like one of the best that was so fucking par tilting. saves of, I, of the that was year. In that, that, was, that was in that run where I had all the guys yeah. who were like tied for the lead and couldn't close. I can't Wolf even. just couldn't close. I, uh, the guy I did want to throw into the mix uh, of the mid-card guys as well is Brian Herman, who just kind yes. of showed up yeah. and was yeah. playing really well yeah. again. Yeah. Is there anyone else? Where does Siwoo Kim fit into any of this? I'm not sure. He fits everywhere because he's been around a long time, but we just made an argument yeah. that maybe he belongs with those guys. I don't, I don't know. But he I'm picked just, up his third win yeah, already. I'm here for it. Harris English is the other one who kind of – capitalized on all of his momentum. Henley still hasn't done it, but him and Henley were like looking side by side with the way that their stats were lining up and even the results that they were generating. And it was nice to see Harris English get the win at the TOC because in, it's always like the case you make for Ricky, the year that Reed won the Masters, that at any other Masters, yeah. Fowler wins this. Yeah. Just Reed couldn't just be never stopped. wilted it. That yeah. Dustin shooting minus 30 yeah. or whatever, whatever it was, like English came second and played amazing. Amazing. Match. Yeah, you almost felt you wanted it for him. And I think uh, people were starting to see some, I saw him showing up on some betting cards at the Heritage. English will be a form player. We'll see it building but, back But even, even to throw it around, like these guys that we're talking about from this level last year would have been like Munoz and Griffin, like guys that really. Okay, so I got one then. Ortiz, for example. Then this we're not in disappointments, but um, and I like the whole story. The Damon win feels. I know it was subfield or yeah. Everyone likes but, Damon. So that, know, that whole great story, and he gets his win, and I mean, perfect. And oh, the Campos, Campos cocked it. He cocked it. He was a full cock. Full cocking. He continued to play well too. Let's yeah. talk disappointments though. Uh, for I, me, I got to, yeah, it's easy. Well, there are. And this might not be who you think, there but are it's three, the other guy. There are three in particular that I would look at. And it's all different levels of different, because, I mean, disappointment is always weighted against expectations. Like, we can call Rory the biggest disappointment on tour so far. But if you go in and look at the numbers, where's Rory rank out here? Rory, amongst all PGA Tour players this year, is still 34th in strokes gain total. It's just versus where you expect Rory to be. Anytime that he's See, not. See, I look like, at it differently. And again, I'm using the, as Rick updates the stats weekly for our fantasy league, I'm looking at the money. And Rory McIlroy's made $850,000. That's an insane disappointment. And this is what he, and this, but here <laughs> For are, how much he's shown up to work this year, he doesn't make 800K. Sure, but this season, now that's just from. Christmas on. It's from Christmas on. So this season on tour, he was eighth at the U.S. Open. 
He was fifth at the Masters. He was sixth in WGC Mexico. Those are his three top tens this year. Oh, sorry, he was 10th at API as well. 13th in Phoenix, 16th at the Farmers, 17th at the Zozo, uh, 22nd at the CJ Cup. He has three missed cuts, and he had two in a row at the Players and Masters. So, like, recently it's been really bad. But it's funny because he still seems like he's lingering around from tournament to tournament. He's pulling a Fleetwood, essentially, and playing, like, three good rounds, one really horrendous round, and taking himself out of it. But I'd say that Fleetwood, Fowler, and I want to throw it back to Doc Redman, who... It feels like he had expectations coming into the year for the first time, and he's been really bad. Yeah. Again, I keep referencing it, but the work Rick does in updating every week is actually, in talking disappointments, it's easy to go. You can't be a disappointment on the season if you weren't drafted in our league. Yeah. Like, no. I drafted Justin Sue when I meant to draft Doug Gibb. So, like, to everyone you just said, Ricky Fowler, no one comes close to being as bad as Ricky in terms of a top four-round pick made by Matthew Wiley. He's made $300,000. Doc Redman, though, is far and away the worst performer in the entire pool as a fifth-round pick from Rick making fifty-five k, sandwiched between Zalatoris in the fourth and Spieth in the sixth. I'm not saying that, like, I'm, like, obviously there was hype for Doc, like, he went ahead of a lot of good golfers. Yeah, he's that guy in the fantasy league, regardless of the sport, that everyone was kind of being like, oh, no, Doc Redmond's a sleeper coming in. Yeah, here. everyone. I need to reach And you have to rounds. overdraft him yeah. to get him. For me, everyone kind of wanted him. Um, for me, unfortunately, it is Fleetwood. The Ricky struggles like we were seeing. Like, coming into the year, maybe it's worse than you thought it was, but I don't think anyone could be shocked with the way we were going, like, coming into the season, Pat. So Tommy Fleetwood, for him not to have performed at like very, like any of the Florida courses, and I don't know, I was really disappointed. He made it. At, I think he won his pot at match play, and then he because he had the hole in one, and the and playoff. then he gas canned a bit, like he completely handed Horschel a match. Like, in if you could picture in your head, I wonder how Fleetwood would blow this multi-stroke lead with just a few holes to play. It's exactly how it went down. <laughs> yanked right off the tee (laughs) horrible recovery shot missed a three-foot putt so and he's one of those players that doesn't have that overriding amazing skill it's really like a pretty consistent flow like a lesser skill set of a xander like now i would say that when he was running irons right was was the irons like he was running how on a less consistent basis we say no that when i mean when he was challenging at U.S. Open. And when Fleetwood ran good for those two years, like his driving was really good, but not like Bryson. His well. irons were but insane. But his irons were insane. Man. It was a lot insane. like he kind of did it like Morikawa does it. Honestly, Pat. And then the putter came along. Like Every time he got a hot putter, he'd be like, holy shit, here we yeah, go. Yeah, here he goes. Honestly, I say this. I'm not even kidding. When Fleetwood was running per- pure, like I would like go through his holes. And yeah, very Morikawa. Like everything everything so yeah i'm real disappointed for me that is my biggest disappointment i believed that rory i i was far more i had an expectation that ricky could really struggle i'm very surprised at fleetwood struggles fleetwood even issued like a christmas time apology letter pat to his fans so me you know who else has been really disappointing he doesn't really play all that often Adam Scott. Yeah, well, he might have come up in a guy maybe you think could show some life. Him and Day? 
those were two guys like if you had to pick because Adam Scott's also funny in the sense that he literally commented um and this uh that only like 10 of these events actually matter and how many of those have we even played the masters the players <laughs> like I, i'm just trying to find find the guys a down WGC. on the list there's a bunch of them so i'm going to give you a list of guys and who do you think ends up turning it around to not maybe where they were at certain points of their career because all these guys were really good at one point of their career but who could potentially turn it around at this point uh and get it back going Jason Day, Adam Scott, Bubba Watson, Justin Rose, Sergio Garcia, Mark Leishman, Francesco Molinari, Henrik Stenson, I'll throw Gary Woodland into that mix. See, that's a great question because what's funny is in a lot of the content I did to the Masters, Pat, I created this own conversation of saying... (laughs) You created your own truth? (laughs) No, I created a conversation and I, you know, in hindsight was wrong about which I acknowledge, but it was like, okay, these are these guys, these six players, and there were six in particular, no particular, because they'd all either won the Masters or come in second at the Masters. And it was Sergio, Rose, Day, Louie, Scott, and Bubba. And in terms of going into the Masters, if I had to rank them in terms of me wanting to bet them or do anything with them, and yeah, you could say I have a bias against Rose, Rose would have been my six of six. Like, he'd have been the last guy, I think, Masters week, if I ranked those guys to, like, do something amazing. Yeah, I I bet one of those guys, and I bet on Bubba, who, for a very brief moment on Friday, when we were doing the Cut Sweat show, it seemed like he was going to go on a run. He he dunked it in the water (laughs) three straight days on fifteen. But to your list, you want to make me pick one? You ended some names at the back there. Leishman, who else did you say? Late? Molinari and Woodland. Okay, Woodland I'm hoping for because we're, we, we're, we we're hoping for something big to pop. But for me, Pat, of all those guys, the most impressive metrics statistically are some of the Jason Day, Tita Green metrics. Of all those guys. Yeah, but, but I, you're really picking and choosing the T-degree metrics with Day because, like, for two of the weeks, they were amazing. But the rest of the weeks, they're not good. Okay, that is fair. I don't know, though. I would say making me pick Jason Day. I think I'd say Bubba. And realistically, the one who's won on tour this year is Sergio. And, yeah. like, once every three weeks, he's the best guy Tita Green in the field. And then the next two weeks, he's completely lost. And he's putting with his eyes closed. If I had to tell you right now for the 2021 season, and this is just going to be uh, for weighted events. So obviously like the masters doesn't get included in this, the top 10 players on the PGA tour right now for the 2021 season in strokes gain total. Who are they? Strokes gain total. total. So all Tita Green, Justin, plus- Ro- uh, Justin Rom. Uh, I guess Justin Thomas and John Rom. Two and three on that list. Yeah. Uh, Will Zalatoris? No. Interesting. Where is Zalatoris? For whatever reason, he's not showing up with this. Is that because he doesn't get FedEx Cup points? Yes. So, yeah, he probably would be, actually. And he he's also, like, top ten in a few events that don't have weight to them either. Uh, Paul Casey? Paul Casey is not on the list. Sergio Garcia. No, Sergio's like 67th. Now I'm feeling stupid. Jordan Spieth. Where is Spieth? Do I have this sorted the right way? Spieth is 20th. I'm just guessing wrong a lot. Daniel Berger. Daniel Berger is 13th. Xander is number one. 
Of Xander, course he is. Rom, Thomas, your guy, number four. Finau? Finau, number yeah. four. Corey Connors, number five. N- not surprised. Bryson, Webb, Cam Smith, Hovland, and Neiman are the top ten. Okay, I just want to say something. I love Corey Connors. I'm Canadian. Do you know how many people are telling me about their Corey Connors PGA Championship futures? And I don't want to be mean because I'm not going to say your 100 to 1 bet has like no chance because that's, that's like ridiculous. Like it doesn't take a brainiac to say, oh, that guy you bet at 100 to 1 or even it was 40 to 1 probably isn't going to win the golf tournament. But I could tell you exactly how it's going to play out. Like, <laughs> now, I hope this doesn't happen for him. But when you look at his numbers and you look at his stats and even the results that he's churning out right now, do you know who he might be? Tony Fino. I was going to say, remember when Luke List was good for like oh. 18 months? No, no, no. List was top 10ing everywhere. He uh, top 10 at majors, just like Connors is doing. Uh, that Bell Reeve PGA. And at least List could chip. Uh, I don't know, man. No, I think the ceiling there, the, the, the sentiment around Connors, I don't know. Luke List had a, people thought pretty highly about that ceiling cashing, actually. Well, when you looked at his numbers and rated him out, he was fucking Dustin Johnson, know, except for it, the putting. Isn't he more like Ben Ann? Ben's, Benny Ann's like one of the best short game players on tour, though. Okay, so I'll take that. Maybe back. Grio is a good comp for him, a better Grio. And Grio is actually 11th on the or 12th on this list, one spot behind Patrick Reed, one spot ahead of Daniel Berger. Grio's been like sneaky good. Yeah, but Grio, it's like the same. It's the same story, but it's the same story with Connors every single time too. <sighs> here, here are the past results for Emiliano Grio: second, sixth, miscut; twenty-first, eleventh, miscut; twenty-second. It's pretty good. <laughs> And they're not all the Puerto Rico open. Here's the thing. There's a lot of guys, to your point, and I think we even discussed this at the Masters, and Connor's had a great Masters, so if you bet him or rostered him... You, you had bet him bit, top 10, you won a lot of money. You had a bit of fun with it. But I do think there are players that are doing very similar things to what Corey Connors is doing, but not getting the the odds drop that Connors is getting. And you mentioned Griot going into the Masters. I think I mentioned Wallace a ton. Like, statistically, like... There's a lot of similar things happening um, with other guys who aren't get, but Connors has become like this very popular player in the community, and it's which great. He should and, be, and it's a sense of pride as a Canadian that we see that flag showing up on a leaderboard. I, mean, I think I got him in the second to last round in our draft, so I'm feeling good about that. Here are his results uh, in tw- just this calendar year. He played Farmers 37th. 17th in Phoenix, missed the cut at Genesis. It was like, all right. Then we didn't see Corey Connors for a while. He came back at API, third, seventh at the Players, 14th at Valero, eighth at the Masters, fourth at the Heritage. It's a nice run. What? Air- oh, I don't know when you're releasing this. Right. Probably two weeks. So we'll see. I'm going to test you and we'll see how right you were. Corey Connors pre tournament odds at the Valspar. Oh, at the Valspar. Which yeah. is which is going... This will be out after the Valspar. Like, so he may have won by the time that you're listening to this. Yeah, like 22 to 1. I don't, he was 30 at, at I, I don't know who's Heritage. in the field. I doubt It won't be as strong as Heritage. And he was 30 to 1 at Heritage, and you have to assume it won't be as strong. 22 to 1? Yeah. Well, this is the range that I want to put him in. And there's a name that I have on the periphery here that I think should be included with these guys. But the biggest comp I can find with like results based, how people perceive them, how much they like like to bet on them, Connor's an answer. Feel I'm very sucker for me. answer. But I answer am, does a lot of the yeah. exact same things that Connor's does. I agree, and they both 
I think they, I mean, just recently they played the Heritage going off at identical numbers, like 30, 33. Um, yeah, a lot of similar things. One, I would throw Matt Wallace into that mix too, with those two guys. I feel like Matt Wallace is just as much of a player as these guys. I'm a big Matt Wallace fan. Um, I think he was my last round pick, so I'm cashing in on some of those nice finishes he's having right now. I'm a big Matt Wallace fan. I don't know why I'm crazy to think maybe it's just the hype around the player that answers ceiling. I shouldn't I don't very See, equal. Yeah, I, I think that they're pretty equal. And, and Wallace equal. is kind of the same way. Like so one week he'll lead T to Green. Wallace and Fitzpatrick. If are answer was American. Like it's just different. Like it's just like it's like would it change? Like would we think less of him? I don't think so. He'd just be like another one in like so many great American golfers. I think that's a nice uh, President's Cup pairing, by the way. Answer and Connors. That's a team that should have played the Zurich together. Similar skill sets. It's nice that when they talk about broadcasts and Immelman's the coach, it's like they talk about Connors like, no, it's like a stone dead lock that he plays. And as it should be at this moment in time. I don't know when the next time that we get really tiny greens is. Valspar. Oh, I, well, I don't know. I don't know what the green complexes are there in terms of size. Like Pebbles, the smallest. Heritage is super small. All Mad- Maverick. Maverick. Really turn- I was thinking about that. This guy just can go play. Um, yes. Yeah, where else? What does he do the rest of the time? Misses <laughs> like, the cut. Seriously, like, he's like god awful the rest of the time. <laughs> he has some nice runs. Some weeks, like his putting is like Denny McCarthy esque. Every three weeks, will Denny McCarthy ever win on tour? I don't know how to, I don't know. I mean, he does something amazing. And as we've sort of spoken about with the other guys, having one super, super, super elite skill set probably helps you lead to a win. You just see, can he do like tour, well, tour median driving is probably asking a lot, but, but like. But uh, his path to victory is a Kevin Na path to victory. Yeah, Kevin Streelman, like an eclipse. Yeah. But I just don't think his irons ever get that hot. He's just not good enough with his irons. So then, okay, so you need like three of them to like five feet and you hit those. But then you got to like chip one in. You make a couple, a 20 footer and there's like a, a Mackenzie Hughes bomb thrown in there. I would say that his most likely path to victory is like we saw Brian Gay with his win. Yeah. There's another old man who got a win this year. Oh man, they're doing it on the radio. Like guys with the wand post their 600th start on tour. So it's like nine guys sink got added to the list. Well, I was listening to the radio broadcast of the Heritage, and Dennis Paulson was really comparing himself to Stuart Sink. It was kind of funny. I might have heard that spot because Stuart Sink kept putting from off the green instead of chipping, and he's like, "I would never putt from here." He's like, "I would feel too uncomfortable with it. I'd have to chip." Maybe we, me and Stuart, should go play like a money game, and he has to chip, and I have to putt, and we'll see who's closer. He's like, I, I think I'll take Stuart Sink, the guy who just came twelve yeah. the Masters. Um, <laughs> that must have been on like a Thursday because I don't think Paulson was like. Giving no, it was it was on Sunday. <laughs> there was nothing to talk about on Sunday because Sink was running away with it. Yeah, they try. Credit to the broadcast. Oh, they really try. There's nothing you can do. No, but they try to make it feel closer than it, it is. Like they try really hard to make you think that um, uh, who was on the 50, who really needed it. It was a par five. I don't know. They didn't get it. They were done. I don't know. They really make you think like, oh, he needs this and he's going to birdie out. And then they don't. Yeah, they need to birdie out. On like I'm the three hardest to... holes. I think it was Grio. I don't know. If it was anyone. Might have been Grio. Yeah. 
Creole also very con- like you know it's just going to end the same way. I'm surprised even the broadcast jokes. Like, the second Griot misses like a six footer, he feels he should make. He's going to give the hole the finger, and then it's all over from there. Well, I thought it was funny because sometimes I like to look back at like crossover leaderboards. It was interesting to me that Sink and Griot came one two at the Heritage. Sink won Safeway earlier this year. Griot also a winner at Safeway in his first ever career start. Griot also might have like a Louis Eustazen Open Championship type win. I'm not saying like. Like it just like a, works for him that like, week. Yeah, like like they're very like such an immaculate like player. He's like, you know what? I answer Connors. <laughs> Grio is a part of that crew. Like if they putt, like they they're legit to win, but none of them ever putt. I guess, but would you rather have that crew or like Steele and Keegan? I think that they're the older version of these players. Yes, they're the more they're and they yeah. have wins. They so. Have mate. Big wins in the case of Keegan. Keegan. Keegan, a FedEx and a major. Oh, yeah. I forgot he won that random. Red came out of nowhere. Yeah, I think one. I'm trying to remember who tipped it, but someone had it. Certainly wasn't me. Yeah, it was not me either. Betting Keegan Bradley winning golf tournaments. In the playoffs? All right, let's talk about the awards then. Player of the year. I think it's Bryson is the player of the year to this point. We'll see if that ends up holding what, up. I know I'm going to break your own rules, but what if you did do like a post-Christmas? It's so hard because that's how I was like, there's no, like, there's like a six-way tie. Do you need to have won a major in order to win player of the year? I guess would be my Rory question. didn't. I guess he won the player. He just won player of the year. But you have probably. He won the FedEx Cup. He won like Hamilton. He won the, the players. players. Yeah, so he won Eastlake, the players, and Hamilton. Maybe something else that we're not talking about, but he won. And all then sh- all short Bermuda 70. And I remember it became, if it was a player's vote, they were like, no, people just like Rory. The players like Rory more than Brooks. So it wasn't even a debate. I don't know. I would say that the two, it's funny because we went over like the strokes gain stuff. The two guys that have played the most consistent, the most in contention week after week are Xander and Rob. And they're not even consideration for this. No, you can't. So Bryson, Spieth? Yes, but then it's like he won Valero. Yeah, but he can he contended no, in every tournament. Contends every tournament in the match. I, I agree. I'm just being the negative. He was one of my first guys that I, I would thought say of. The other guys to think about if we're just talking about this year specifically. Then it's Spieth. If we're talking about Christmas on, I honestly think it's gotta be Spieth. I man. think it's Bryson. Bryson won API and he was what, second at the players? Was he second at the players? Yeah, he made that. Then I'm giving it to Bryce. He made that. So I'll piggyback. I really didn't know. Player of the year was really hard. And rookie of the year is Will Zalatoris. Does he even qualify for rookie of the year? I don't know how it works. He doesn't have membership. I don't know how it works. Who else would be in there? Cam Smith has had a really nice run. Connors has had a really nice run. Fitzpatrick has had a really nice run. Westwood's had a really nice run. Uh, Homa and Burns. A lot of guys have been playing really well. I guess here's a fair, fun question. And, and let's not overlook Morikawa either. Like, I know he didn't win Heritage, but I think he was fifth. I think he was third at Tournament of Champions. He won a WGC. Yeah. That's a pretty right nice Right there. He too. gets another win. He's, like, maybe the favorite. Yeah. Um, what are you expecting from Hideki the rest of the year? Or, sorry, that's not even a question. Does Hideki win again this calendar year? I don't think so. Do you? I'm going to say Yeah. I'm going to say, yeah, just total freaking glow. Hide- like Hide- Hideki slam wins all four. <laughs> no, but all the, listen, you get to any of the, like 
U.S. Opens and PGA champs always rate well for him because how difficult they are and how the ball striking, you know, can be there for him. Honestly, it's almost like to think of like baby swag, but like I'm going to call it major swag. Like he's going to have an Hideki Matsuyama getting to play golf with this afterglow. I honestly think it's going to be the complete opposite of Sergio Garcia. Where he like advances the, his career from here and not like, all right, I did it. Let's chill. Yeah, like, and credit <laughs> to Sergio. Like, because he was farther along in his career. Yeah, and, he was in his mid-30s. And, and like, at least, like, listen, the Japanese media was definitely hard on Hideki. But from a worldwide media thing, we weren't, like, major weeks looking to pick on Hideki at press conference weeks. Remember, even Sergio gave the middle finger. Like, I stopped fucking caring. Like, didn't that literally happen? Yeah. So he had to, like, get to a complete rock bottom. Hideki never really got there. Or if he did, no one asked him. Yeah. <laughs> no one knew he had a kid? Yeah. Because <laughs> I guess there's a lot of things. But I, I believe, like, um, it's just, yeah, I think it's going to be a liftoff. I think we're going to be in a nice, not like a Dustin Johnson liftoff. I'm not there. No, but could he be, could he go on a run like Webb just had? I will. Yeah. Absolutely. Like, or Hatton, for that example. Like, Hatton's probably a pretty good comp. Because Hatton seems like he's losing it a little bit. But then he always sucks you back in again with Of something. course he does. But, like, the 18-month run that he just had between Europe and the States was pretty impressive. Like, it got him up to, like, number five in the world rankings. It was that good. Like, that's hard to do. Hard to do. Hard to do. Burger. Who do you think has a better rest of the year? Burger, Cantlay, or Matsuyama? Because we're getting to burger winning time now, the middle of the summer. I'm a pure burger guy. I don't know. Thing is, because I always make the case that to me, burger and Cantley are far closer than odds ever give them credit for. But they are now in terms yes, of odds. Yes, I know. I even like, saw PJ Championship. Yeah, they're I saw. both 33 to 1. Yeah. Um, Somehow Rose is 40 to 1 at the PGA Championship. Might, might want to wait till the week of. Okay. Cameron Smith, 30 to 1. I like I like that threesome you just named, but I think if you're asking me who wins the PGA, I'd like Cantley or Berger before Hideki. Could you see Spieth winning the PGA Championship? Yes, but I'm not betting it. I don't know if I, I wonder what his odds are. Twenty two. He's fourteen. <laughs> Until he gets like the break again, and he will because he'll get to these courses. Listen, that- he's like the fact. I want to say. He's gone to courses that I didn't think suited him in this run and where it started at like Torrey Pines and played well. I do not think this venue suits him. I actually think that it does suit him based on, I think we get, and if it plays anything like last time, because we get sucked in by Rory winning. So you you think like, oh, Rory wins. I know the skill set that's going to do really well here. But then you look at the rest of the names on the leaderboard, and they're not no, no, Rory types. No, they're Poulter and shit like that. Yes, agreed. And uh, to your point, you have to look at that leaderboard and look behind Rory. Rory is what happens when a top five player in the world plays, plays his well. A game. That's going to happen. Top five player in the world plays his ceiling golf. Everyone is effed. But you got to look behind that and see, like, okay, how did the field yeah, actually play? How did David play? Lynn do so well? Here? How did the field actually, like, play? Like, what, am, what, are, what should realistic expectations and uh, Spieth has played really well at a really like the year that Jason Day won at Whistling Straits. Spieth was second. Like so, these major venue Pete Dye courses. Maybe they do you think someone him. would take a bet like who wins next, R- Rory or Xander? I think so. I would take Rory. Yeah, like, me too. That might be completely <laughs> dead wrong, 
But it, it almost went back to my the reason that I bet Spieth versus you against Finau a year and a half ago. It's if I think one of them is going to win, it's going to be Spieth. Okay, so I about Hideki. So what about Rory's next year? Like, do we get out of this? In this, yeah, I, I don't know. If, I don't even know if it happens this year. But when Rory gets one, he'll get three within three months. That's yeah. just that's just the type of player that he is. I hope it like, but I could see it just happening like over. Like he just ends up winning the race to Dubai. Yeah, having a horrible PGA or year. Or he goes plays the BMW. Yeah, just has at a, Wentworth and wins, and then goes in the Middle East and like wins three tournaments, and then we're all super excited. But I, I don't know. I don't want to pick on Rory. I love Rory. I'm not picking on Rory. I appreciate his honesty, even though some people. Well, it's funny because he's honest and then people shit on him for being honest. Like there was a conversation that I saw. They asked Dustin Johnson, like they were asking him about his driver and all this. Dustin's response was, I don't really know what it's called. I know that TaylorMade makes it. Like people read so much into, they project themselves onto what they would be like as players. And they, they want you to say this, and you want you to say that. But Rory just, he actually says what he feels. Yeah. And then people, you know, no, you can't say that. Like, well, he's being honest. Would you prefer he not be honest with you? I agree with you. Although I do think some of the, there has been some debate as to how, like, genuine the chasing distance stuff was. Because hard to believe he would do that, but it is what it is. I'm here for Rory. I want to see the bounce back. Best Spieth would get the triple triple crown. He'd get that that grand slam. Yeah, I think it's a good PGA Championship venue for him. But it's fourteen to one. Yeah, I, I listen. I don't want to bet it either. But I think that he's very. Who would you rather bet him at fourteen or like Xander at eighteen? Spieth, hundred percent. I know he can win a major. Until the other guys do it, it's if it, Xander... unless you're getting real odds. Like if it's Xander at forty or Spieth at fourteen, it's Xander hundred percent of the can time. Can they cross Xander? past 20 because he started to creep up again for the masters and then, like we even saw 27 he's a great masters um you know i don't speaking to this i'm sure you know he's on the power team at the zurich who knows how good or bad they they did but he's probably like 18 to 1 to win the masters or the pga uh xander is where is xander shoffley 14 to 1 actually he's See, the same odds are, but, are, but he, he is a victim and we looked at those stats and he's number one in strokes gain total and it's the same reason that Finau, I mean, Finau's at 33, so he's on a bit of a different level. But there's the it's same. Like you can bet Patrick Reed, or you can bet um, you can Bryson bet... DeChambeau. So like the, the, for... uh, the other guys at 33 to 1 right now with Tony Finau are Cantley, Hovland, Webb, Berger, Zalatoris. Patrick Reed is deeper. Casey is deeper. Hatton is deeper. Fitzpatrick is deeper. M is deeper. It's just, you know, that Tony's probably going to show up. Yeah. Probably not going to win, but he's always going to be there. And Xander's sort of like the upper echelon. But I would rather, that. he's 14. I'd rather bet Bryson at 14. I agree. He's also 14 to <laughs> yeah, one. Yeah, that's what I, like, no. Like, yeah, we're I, not we're not picking a who doesn't come last competition. Yeah. And I love Xander, but if you're, I can't bet Xander at the same price you could give me Bryson. I mean, I'll probably just end up betting Brooks again. <laughs> Sh- sure. I don't, I mean. Maybe he'll be okay by then. Who knows? I don't know. But I guess hope, uh, yeah, I don't know. Xander started to drift for the last major and he came second place best third place best tournament of the year slash sunday of the year was it riviera hey i'm throwing it up you're throwing i think you remembered the amax as being great though that few weeks uh phoenix was probably the best because we hit a winner on that one but that was just han makes his run xander and spieth will it's also super bowl sunday so i forget about it like in four minutes after it's over and then brooks chips in on 17 and that ends up being the difference 
So that was a really good one. I felt like I got kicked in the nuts at uh, Tournament of Champions. But Neiman made a big run there. Morikawa and Berger, who we both had, just wilted on Sunday. English ends up getting the win there. You know what was actually a sneaky fun one? Pebble. For being such a garbage tournament with a garbage field after Dustin withdrew, we got the names we wanted to see on Sunday. And it was close. And Berger ended up pulling it out for you. Lashley was in the mix, and he wilted. Matt McNeely made that run, and Spieth and Cantlay were both in it. Like, that was a pretty good one. Yeah. What else was good? No one... The players. Yeah, players was Players really good. was good. Yeah, the players was really good. With no one really wanted it. And then Tom was like, okay, you guys still hanging around? Who blew that? Who was there? Westwood. It was Burns or Connors, right? Connors made her a bit of a run early. Westwood didn't... Really, like, no, who was the leader, though? Westwood. Westwood and Fitzpatrick were both right there. And then Bryson was amongst the... Was he in the final group or second to final group? And then Thomas couldn't make a putt on the front nine, remember? They got unconscious. Yeah. Did some, yeah. What else was a good one? There's been a couple blowouts. Like, Honda was like, ugh. Heritage Worse. was, uh Match play is just not fun to watch, so throw that one out. Even the one Spieth won was boring as shit, wasn't it? Nah, it was okay. He had Wallace and Hoffman fighting for it, but it wasn't It really was boring. It was, it was not entertaining. Reed won by too much at the Farmers. Too much. Because Vic got himself into too much trouble, and that was the end of it. Genesis was good at Riviera with Homa and Finau. It doesn't always just need to be a playoff. That's why I liked Amex. Like, three guys went after it to go win that Yeah, it doesn't have to be a playoff. Sony was good, too, because Na ended up being... Remember, Steele was winning most of the day? It was Na, Steele, and someone else who I can't remember. I guess that doesn't make it Cam Smith? No, uh, no, um, no, it wasn't. He won the year before. Shriners was really good, too, the one that Laird won, because it had Wolf and someone else coming down to the stretch. So then the, the one that I already met, the one that Cantley won, because that was like yeah. Rom and JT and Cantley. Yeah, that was a good one at Zozo. And Bubba was up there, too. Yeah. That was at Shearwood, right? Was that one? Shearwood. Was that was the week before, the, or the right before the Masters. And the WGC November. was actually pretty good, too, the one that Morikawa won. Well, Remember there was that par five that everyone just kept shipping over and then going down people, the other side? That was the first Florida event. And every year it seems like we get to Florida for the first time. And forget movie. what happens. And people in are like, this is the best. I love Florida. Why are we here more? Why don't we play majors here? Why don't we do this? Well, we actually have the players here every year. <laughs> and like everything's a bit of a gong show in Florida. That was fun, though. That was a fun first few days at concessions. And even on Sunday, like Morikawa had to make the putts to win it. Yeah. Like, he was Who playing came with, second? Uh, Brooks came second. Wow. With, I think Horschel ended up coming second. As yeah, he well. was. Horschel, a lot of self-talk. Yeah, because he kept going like left yeah. and right. Remember Cam Smith was winning that event by like a lot, and then he had a complete meltdown on Saturday. He put like three balls into the water on the same hole, and that was kind of the end of him. Who the hell? There was someone else who was firmly in the mix. Oh, yeah, remember Scheffler got into contention, then pulled a Scotty Scheffler? Like, oh, here, here's right. contender Scotty Scheffler. Right into the water. Left water. Hovland was second. Hovland, Brooks, and Horschel all came second. Then it was Scheffler, Rory, Webb, Reed, and Kokrak with Louie. Kevin Na, T11 at that event, too. And that was the beginning of the run for uh, Matthew Fitzpatrick. So, I've done this. About a year and a half ago, I made, like, a bold prediction that Paul Casey was going to catch a big fish. And well, he did. He won the Omega Dubai Classic. There you go. Uh, and he content. He was, he's been so close. He was close at that PGA Morikawa one. He was close at this year's Players' Championship. I don't know, though, man. He just makes this, like, like he makes this sideways face. 
when he hits a weird shot, and it really starting to piss me off. But I can't quit him, and his stats are amazing. He's is he like the the dad of Xander Shoffley and Tony Fina? Like, is he going to be popular for Kiowa? Probably With the cheeky he's, he's Euro. Popular every single time because you look at the numbers and then you look at his results. Like, hey, they're pretty good for the pretty price. Good, pretty and he's good. perpetually seventy seven hundred dollars on DraftKings or fifty to one in the betting market. Like, what are his odds for the PGA Championship? Where's Paul Casey? Paul Casey is 45 Okay, so this is my example. I was saying before, like the hype that Connors is getting. But I think there are other players that are doing a lot of the same things. Um, and I mentioned Wallace before not getting the hype. The player that I actually was on this rant about for the week of the Masters was Siwoo Kim. And what are his PGA Championship odds compared to Connors? Because they, they're the fact that they're probably very similar, I'd rather have Siwoo Kim. Siwoo Kim is 75 to 1. Corey Connors is 80. 50 to 1. Now I'll feel stupid because I did this whole rant before the Masters and then Connors is like leading and making hole-in-ones despite Siwoo having a good three days. Um, but no, they've done – Siwoo's contended. He contended – like Siwoo's contended a ton this year and he's won. Corey and he, Connors and he has is, three wins on tour. And a big event. Players. And Corey Connors has just contended a lot. So that's the thing I didn't really – I was trying to think of it earlier when I was saying that like, guys are playing like Connors, but not getting the respect. Connors is getting so much more respect than so many guys who, who I'm not trying to knock Connors. I'm saying there are a handful of guys that are doing very similar things. Kokrak probably too. No, maybe not. I don't want to, now I don't want to put myself because Connors has been great. So I don't want to come off as, but that's a bit of recency bias too. Like if we were to have this conversation two months ago, everyone just would have said, Oh, Neiman. Yes. And now Neiman's 70 to 1 to win the PGA Championship and Connors is 50. And granted, I think that although their ball striking numbers are pretty similar, I don't know what bias I seem to have against Corey Connors. Drafted him on the team. I wrote him up in Golf Digest as my like player that's going to win you money this year. And if you've met him top 10, I, you've been winning. I, I, think we're but I just think that Neiman's a better win, player. Winning. Winning. Yeah. But I like Corey a lot. But he's the same number as Sungjae. Sorry, man. Like, great. If you got 125, if you got an 80, it's nice. You got a nice number. You beat the book. Kokrak, for example, 125 to 1. He does those courses pretty good. They actually play well at similar tracks. But it's your... uh, The ask is... The ask seems equally large, but you're getting over double the number with Kokrak. Exactly, yeah. I I would weight them probably the same chance of winning. And to your other point, like talking about that Xander odd at 14, if you are betting like a chalk at PGA right now, like the books are like, no, here, got like eight guys under 18. Like you, you pick them. Like we're not giving you anything if you need that PGA Kiowa crack right now, which is soon. Yeah. And we're not going to see Dustin before the PGA championship. And he's 12 to one. Do you think that number gets better or worse? Stays the same. Do we get a Dustin at 14? No. The question is, is Dustin the favorite? I think that's more like who is going to be the favorite. If one of these guys, if Justin Thomas wins Quail Hollow or Rory wins Quail Hollow, they're the favorite. And they're both probably going to play that event. I would guess. Wouldn't you? Yeah. I guess that was Rory's big breakout win. So he tends to go back. Maybe Ricky can get it back going. He's won there. What are his odds? Is he is he in the PGA Championship? Everyone's in it. Are you sure? Come on, we're yeah, he's in it. Oh, one hundred and twenty-five to one. I it, it'll be higher. He has the same betting odds as Max Homa right now. 
And I would much rather have I'm Max actually shocked. Oh, never mind. I was going to. It'd be dated for me to say. It. What about someone like Weisberger at the PGA Championship? He's competed at a PGA yeah. Championship. He was in the final group at the PGA Championship. Did not mm-hmm. work out well for him. Yeah. But he like kind of in it at the Masters. Yeah. Some nice hole. Uh, some nice runs. I like burned. Gets scorching hot. All right. Anything else you want to add for our uh, so Bryson Player of the Year? I guess so. Yeah. He had the best moment of the year with the point and going for it. That is actually the so most memorable yeah. thing that happened. Uh, of course. In closing. This is an important closing. What, when is the first time Tiger lets us see him? Like plays or sees? Just shows up where we can see him. I don't even know if he puts out his own video. But like when, or I don't know what event, it's not his event. I don't know that he'd show up at Memorial to drink a milkshake. That was the first thing that popped in my mind was Memorial. Just show up there, yeah. And maybe him if he's feel like I don't know where his recovery is at with any of this stuff, but it wouldn't surprise me, especially because he has these injuries. That maybe Booth, Booth, no. if he wants to be around the game and still be an ambassador, maybe he shows up with Jack at Memorial and goes through this stuff. And then maybe at Riviera the next year, you have Tiger in the booth kind of thing, like Jack does at Memorial. I could see that being a path for him if he doesn't feel like he's up. If he doesn't feel like he's years away from playing again, and he might be, I don't know. If not, like, where would he show up? Like, the Masters would be logically next year the one that I would think of. Maybe he shows up to Ryder Cup. Does he have anything to do with that? Is he the captain? No, he's not the captain. No, but maybe if he's healthy enough, Stricker may have said, "Listen, if you want it, there's like an open vice because you're freaking Tiger Woods, and there's a golf cart yeah. that we're tricking out for you. If you just show up, it'll be there." You know who's surprisingly having a really nice 2021? And just, it's weird that he's so off the radar. Is Phil. Feels like he still had a nice pl- Masters. He, he's, he had a nice run up before that, too. Like, Did he? Didn't like a couple Honda, Valero? Didn't, was he showing up? He was showing up and striking the shit out of the ball. Couldn't putt. Seriously. Making huge numbers. But I guess that's part of the game. But it's also, when has Phil, I mean, Phil yeah. won the players once, but when is he ever really good in Florida? Never. He came 25th at Honda, 35th at the players. He used to take four. He's, he's fucking 51. <laughs> no, I thought he's been pretty good. I've been surprised. I think he could have a win still in him. He's still, I, I don't know if he's as consistent as Stuart Sink is right now, but I feel like Phil could have one of those Davis Love wins. If he in him. wants to play the schedule that he's kind of been leaning closer to playing. Yeah, Honda, Valero. Like he could win a Houston Open in the fall or something. I was like gonna that. say, does he want to show up where Brian Gay won? Then yeah, Phil Mickelson can win again. He could win the Wyndham. Yeah, he could win Davis the Green. Won it, I don't yeah. think the Green Briar's on the schedule anymore. But like, he's, he's got a house there. Everyone has a house at the Green Briar. Was it like a tax shelter or something? I don't know. <laughs> anyway, that was our uh, half year in review. I hope people enjoyed it. We had to put some shows in the bank while I'm currently moving. Jeff Feinberg, follow him on Twitter at gfeinberg17. That was a lot of fun. Yeah, I enjoyed it. Check out some of the other bank shows that I have going on and become a member at fantasynational.com right now, fantasynational.com slash mayo to get yourself 20% off. Smash the like to the episode. Leave your player of the year by whatever metrics you want to judge that by in the comment section. Remember to rate, review, and subscribe to the Pat Mayo Experience Audio Podcast. All right? Thank you all for watching. I'm Pat Mayo. I'll see you next time. Pat Mayo Experience! Experience!
This is the story of the one. As head of maintenance at a concert hall, he knows the show must always go on. That's why he works behind the scenes, ensuring every light is working, the HVAC is humming, and his facility shines. With Granger's supplies and solutions for every challenge he faces, plus 24-7 customer support, his venue never misses a beat. Call quickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger, for the ones who get it done.